Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, welcome in today. So much going on. Appreciate the press box, Ward and Cam, all the great uh, interviews and a breakdown of this big, well, the redistricting, realignment, everybody was together. Oh, all the pictures this morning, they look in the box, it's like 8 a.m., they're all gathered, and then and then I started uh, checking the all the UIL website this morning, and, and uh, all the districts are listed, football, then they'll have basketball, they have other breakdowns as well. But uh, very, very exciting day across the state of Texas, and um, Ward and, and Cam and, and Aaron covered it well, and then, of course, uh, I appreciate uh, John Morris uh, for, for what he does and, uh, and uh, visiting with Bryce today. Okay, the... Um, the big news, you know, and again, I want to react to Baylor. We got uh, breaking news today because Dan Quinn is now the coach of the Washington Commanders. Let that sink in. I'm sure most of you have heard this, but it's big news on a lot of fronts. We'll see which way the Cowboys go. Reports recently, Ron Rivera has been in the mix, and so that will be uh, interesting to see if they go straight into Rivera, who is basically a little bit like, certainly had more success as a head coach than Dan Quinn, although Dan Quinn did make it to a Super Bowl, as you'll recall. We all know what happened in that Super Bowl. Rivera did the same. So I would say Rivera's been a more successful head coach, but I wouldn't say by a landslide. He's just done it longer, and so we'll see if the Cowboys just immediately uh, make that change now you know I, this is uh, uh the, all this high school news coming in today we had uh ward had joe gillespie the new midway coach on uh he's known the gillespie family forever uh i had um brad shelton on the ad just the other day we were kind of talking about this and for people that kind of don't know about this process schools can and school districts can reach out, lobby, write letters, say why this should happen, why they're hoping uh, schools can sort of stay, the travel, all of those kinds of things. And it's it really worked out uh, in Midway's case. There were some predictions I saw up in the Metroplex that they could be put back in that district of doom with DeSoto and Duncanville and that whole gang, which everybody obviously is avoiding. I, I, Midway's not. I mean, they wouldn't. Lo- I mean, not that they would love to play them all the time, but also a lot of it has to do with travel. Uh, good news comes in for them in 126A because Temple, Harker Hyde, Shoemaker, Copras, uh, Cove, Bryan, uh, Colleen. So again, that that's all. And there was some thought. Well, would the Austin schools or or headed out that direction? Leander, you know, would would, would any of that uh, happen? Uh, just thinking through all those things. And, of course, we got some schools moving up and down. 
And so Midway does get to stay in the area. And so those are uh, those are all good things. Uh, big news with Lorena moving up. Now, we've seen Lorena and China Spring play in, in non-district, but they are now in Division II, Class 4A together. China Spring coming uh, down into Division II. We'll see. Uh, I mean, they really should remain. It's become a powerhouse. I don't see any reason why they can't remain dominant. I also don't see any reason why Lorena, in time, can't get to where, you know, they can get up there and slug it out, although these things are always difficult when you have to step up. And, and of course, Gatesville, Conley, um, La Vega, Robinson. I mean, these are these are powerful programs in our area, and all these things are things to watch. Now, uh, Waco High and University back in the same district. Waco uh, down to 5A. Uh, Belton, uh, uh, Brenham, uh, Colleen Ellison, you know, some of these schools that we're very, very familiar with, um, all of these schools, uh, very, I mean, it's just interesting to see all this play out and, and, and start thinking about, okay, uh, all the rivalries, you know, some of these districts, uh, uh, Ward and I are the same because we both have a lot of Metroplex ties, so we've been watching that all day. And wanted to see like where Highland Park goes down to 5A. We knew that they will continue to be a power. 6A, quite honestly, they they um, they they wanted to get out of that. They wanted to get down to 5A. What they were concerned about is going up and having to play like the schools in East Texas. What instead has happened is Louisville, uh, the three Carrollton schools, and so they're they're. It's fine. I mean, there's nothing in there. They'll be fine in 5A. Um, it's a little interesting because Louisville, we think of them as such a powerhouse. I, I, I think uh, in the past, it's hard to kind of think about some of these teams in 5A. But, of course, some of the uh, districts have expanded with their schools, and some are able to be in 5A. But I was just looking at some of those Metroplex schools uh, as well, Jesuits staying in with uh, Lake Highlands and the other Richardson schools in that district. So um, a very momentous day, and uh, we'll stay on it. And uh, I've, I've enjoyed uh, our coverage of it, uh, of course, on the press box earlier today, 12 to 2. And then a lot of our local TV will have a lot on it. Saw Nicole Sheeran, who comes on with us a lot, um, and uh, she was out there. Our man uh, Parker Reem from uh, uh, Fox 44 was out in the middle of that. He and Eric having really nice coverage of that. So all our locals all over this because this, of course, is the huge story today. And and if you're like me, um, and, I, and what you kind of like to do, I like um, I like schedule grids, and then I like these realignment type grids. The UIL website certainly uh, and our Twitter site has all this. And you can kind of look at it and look at all the different districts and kind of plan out and think about the fall and all of that. Uh, we've also been talking the Big 12 schedule drop. So that's been uh, some big talk um, as we uh, as we kind of look at all this coming up. So real quick, as we start out today, and I want to remind you, some of you may have missed uh, Keenan Hall, Baylor's new associate head coach and running backs coach was, uh, I mean, he was just excellent uh, yesterday on a lot of different fronts. And so 
wanted to play that uh, uh, interview in its entirety. Uh, also talk to Jarrett Anderson. You'll hear a little bit from him in the 4 o'clock hour today. And so uh, Baylor football in full bloom and these new offensive coaches. And, um, man, Chapel Hill. We were talking to Jarrett Anderson about being East Texas. And Keenan Hall, who you'll hear from here in a minute, has flipped a big-time kid out of Chapel Hill. And we'll have more on that. Love the name Brisbane. Uh, and I've just been following this on Twitter and everything. And, uh, again, this is a guy that Texas and everybody wanted. I think uh, certainly uh, Keenan was after this guy when he was at SMU. Uh, this, is a, this is a big-time get. And uh, so Baylor continuing to make um, recruiting news. And we were thinking that would come down about 2 o'clock yesterday, the, uh, the commitment but uh, here it is now, uh, former uh, uh, SMU commitment. Uh, Keenan Hall has gotten the flip and big-time playmaker, uh, four-star. And the, and the Bears, if you followed it, just have not been getting a lot of four-stars in the last couple of years. Um, I don't think that's the end of the world. They've got some really good players in that last year's freshman class that they can build on. But this kid, Demetrius Brisbane, is a four-star flip, and um, and that's uh, that's something. I know Cam's been all over this one on all his various platforms, including right here at ESPN Central Texas. So great news as the Bears dip into East Texas and um, and end up with that. Now, uh, also, now we'll get more in in the five o'clock hour. I will hammer this Dan Quinn to the Washington Commanders. Also. Um, I do want to react a little bit right now to the UCF uh, Baylor. I mean, uh, a, a huge win for the Bears. They're down 38-32. I mean, it was like they were playing the Orlando Magic. UCF comes out, and they go like 14 for 23, I think it ended up being, from three-point land. I mean, it's crazy. That's in, It's NBA numbers. They They just obliterated the Bears – from three-point land. Baylor shot it well from out there. They shot nine for 20, but these guys were throwing it in from everywhere. Finally, with about seven or eight minutes left, Bears kind of kicked it in. Uh, Weird technical or a flagrant one called on UCF. Bears get two free throws. Then on that possession, they score. They get four points on a guy, just some big dude, kind of ran over Walter. I mean, honestly, uh, even with my green and gold blood, it did not look to me like a flagrant one, but we'll take it. The Bears will take it, and, uh, and they uh, end up uh, you know, getting, the, uh, getting four points on that possession, a huge change in the game. And what, for once, once the Bears got it to like 62-58, then it was 62-60, and then they kind of dropped the hammer on them. Langston Love was huge. Uh, ended up with uh, uh, 14, um, uh, 24 points in this game, was unbelievable from three, hit three, uh, five three-pointers, Bears hit nine on the game. Walter was relatively quiet in the game, but made some big plays late. And then uh, Rajay, who can be a wild card, was making great passes late. And then uh, they, they still have to get a little better with their free throws. And um, uh, Ward will appreciate this. An old school coach who knows that when you get the free ones, you got to hit it. 
uh, in a in a game was it was close most of the way. UCF goes one for seven from the free throw line. One for seven at home. Bears shot like twenty three or twenty four free throws in that game and hit. 18 or 19 I think they were like 18 for 23 so shot the ball well from the free throw line that's almost unheard of going on the road and getting that many uh, free throws but uh, we got a huge day planned lots more to come on realignment in all the new districts we'll talk about it but uh, next we will hear from Baylor's uh, newest associate head coach and running backs coach Keenan Hall that is next Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at SyntexSportsFan.com. Baylor, Big 12 basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor men back home in the Farrell Center on Saturday hosting Iowa State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Announcing the $12 lunch menu Tuesday through Friday at the Brazos Landing. This menu is the most diverse in town. No matter what you're craving, it's a good bet. The Brazos Landing has an entree to satisfy your appetite. Check out the one-of-a-kind 8-ounce Akaushi burger or the 6-ounce Akaushi ribeye chicken fried steak. Their chili relleno is famous, and if seafood is on your mind, try the shrimp or crawfish etouffee. Where I-35 and the Brazos River meet, the Brazos Landing, Waco. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Are you sick and tired of those achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery. You need to call QC Kinetics today. It is Matt Mosley. I know what it's like to have neck pain. The state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility. Reclaim your independence. Walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 
At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley and the associate head coach and running backs coach, Keenan Hall, now joining us. And Keenan, I've been very excited about this. Um, a man from Sock, a man who knows the Dallas-Fort Worth area well. Uh, that's the area I come from. Uh, where I grew up, and so, I, man, when I saw this hire, and even my SMU buddies, they were a little upset, I got to tell you, they were, they, were, they were bummed out about losing you, but <laughs> welcome to uh, Waco, and, and very excited to have you a part of this staff. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm very appreciative to, to be on your show, and I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Uh, great opportunity here, and, you know, I'm, I'm ready to get Baylor back to the Big 12 Championship. Well, that's I like to hear that. I and uh, by the way, speaking of sock, how cool is that for them to be uh, South Oak Cliff? By the way, for people that don't know what I'm talking about, but the to be a powerhouse in football again, and I mean again, always competitive, and I'm sure they were really good when you were playing there as well. But to to the I mean to be in the state title, I mean winning state titles again. Uh, I, I'm sure you take a lot of pride in that. And then I love watching those state title games because then I start thinking, hey, is Baylor talking to this guy? Are they talking to that guy? Because I remember when they used to recruit Carter players, even back in the late 80s, early 90s, when Carter was on top in South Oak Cliff. And so, anyway, that 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 excites me. But I bet that's got to be pretty neat for you to see uh, Sock back on top. 
Absolutely, absolutely. It's been it's been real fun to see this their run. Uh, it's it's a real good movement. Coach Todd has done an unbelievable job over there since he's taken over the program. Um, since I've played, you know, we've had some really good coaches coming there. Coach Chris Gilbert and Emmett Jones and, and guys like that. And so for Coach Todd that when he took took over school and, and got his opportunity, and he's really turned that thing into a, a powerhouse. And I'm I'm really excited. You know, to be able to go in there and wear the Braille brand and spread the spread the logo, because I, I truly believe, in order for us to get back where we want to be, I think obviously you have to hit the Metroplex pretty hard to to get that 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 lux of talent to get them come down to Waco, and I think a lot of guys are fired up in Dallas to come down to Waco right now. How receptive are they? Because you got to know a lot of these coaches while you were coaching at SMU after having made this move. Where is Baylor's reputation as you enter these schools and talk to folks and, again, get Baylor retrenched in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where they've done, you know, had great players over the years. But, you know, after Justin went off to Tech, I, it seemed to be a bit of a lull there, and, uh, and obviously you're going to take that over. But what, what are you, when you talk about that excitement, what are you, you kind of hearing from the coaches and how is Baylor being viewed right now out there? I think it's they receive, they're receiving it pretty well. You know, one thing that's been consistent is everyone in Dallas Metro players love our head coach, love Coach Dave Aranda. So that's been the foundation that he built, you know, even with Coach McGuire was there and when Coach Juice was there. You know, the foundation has already been built for the uh, for Baylor University in the Dallas, you know, in the Dallas area. So I think for for, for everyone, I think everyone's excited, you know. Uh, fortunately, you know, I'm from Dallas. I'm from South Oak Cliff, born and raised. And, you know, that brings excitement to people because now they got one of their own, you know, on campus. You know, so now those those parents who I went to school with or those coaches that I played against or those coaches that coached me or coached against me, those are the coaches. You know, so it's not really recruiting when I walk into the building. It's like a family atmosphere. So it's a little bit different when I walk in versus someone that's probably at a school or something for two years because, I was born and raised in Dallas, and a lot of these people have been knowing me since I was 14, 15 years old. So it's a little deeper relationship when, when it comes to, you know, the relationship piece as far as this recruiting thing. So when they, when the Baylor brand walk in, especially with, you know, me and then Coach Randa has been out there in Dallas and then upper, other guys, I think they're receiving it really well because now they have one of their own on staff. And I think that was the only thing, you know. You really didn't have mm-hmm. anyone that was really from Dallas on staff. And, you know, obviously – you know, in order to compete at a very high level, I do believe that you have to get some, some some of the great talent out of Dallas. So I think Coach has done a good job of identifying the right guys. You know, he went and got Coach Kapovich and went and got, you know, Coach Spav, who's been a, 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 a head coach, college head coach, a group of five head coach in the state of Texas. And he's had a lot of success in the Dallas Metroplex recruiting. Uh, and, you know, is in Coach uh you know, Jared Anderson, who was at TCU for 25 years, who has a lot of, you know, success in recruiting from uh, the Dallas Metro Place and the East Texas uh, area. So I think he identified, you know, what he needs to identify. He went and got the right people uh, to be able to come in and add to what they already have. They already have a strong foundation. They already have a lot of great people in the building that, you know, knows how to recruit and does a really great job recruiting, you know, uh, starting with, with Miss Kiva and in the, in the, uh, Soul in the recruiting department down to Larry McDonald and, and all those guys and Aaron, Al, you know, Aaron Appleby and Aaron 
and, and everybody that's, you know, Aaron Hunt, who's another Dallas area guy. So he already has a strong foundation. It just he brought in some other guys and that, that has you know has a good foundation and we I think it's it's, it's really well. I think it, it showed pretty good on our junior day when he had we had probably half of that junior day was majority of them were from the DFW Metroplex. Half of them from the DFW. Boy, I love I love hearing that from Keenan Hall, running backs coach, associate head coach. Tell me about that opportunity to, in addition to coaching running backs, to be associate head coach. How appealing was that to you when Baylor came to try to hire you away, away from SMU? And what does that entail? Because I, I would think that's going to add a, a little bit of a layer uh, to what you do. What, uh, how, how appealing or enticing was that uh, when you were making that decision? I was, it's really, uh, it's really important, extremely enticing. You know, um, I knew, uh, I've been knowing for a long time, you know, I've always been a coach on the field, you know, every level I played and I always knew, you know, how I command, you know, the respect and, you know, how kids, you know, love me and they love to play for me and that they'll run through a ball for me. I knew now my leadership skills and being able to get guys to, you know, follow suit and, and, and do the things, little things they're supposed to do, and having the big picture for a program. So I always knew that I wanted to be a head coach one day, and I know I've had those conversations with Coach Lashley, and, you know, he did a good job of molding me and helping me grow, you know, as, you know, he uh, I, I was promoted last year as run game coordinator, so that helped me on that side of things. But I always was fascinated with the the role of being a head coach, just the little things that day-to-day operations that they have to do. So for me, it's a great opportunity for me to learn from one of the best in the country. You know, he Coach Aranda, you know, one of the top defensive minds in the country. You know, he takes over a program, go win the Big 12 championship. So for him, for him to reach out to me and say that he wanted me to come learn other than him and groom, be groomed by him and to be put in a position where one day I can potentially be a head coach, it was very intriguing for me. And that was the, that was pretty much probably the, the icing on the cake for me that kind of lured me away is that opportunity itself. You know, uh, it, it, as you know, it's not many, you know, running back coach, uh, associate head coaches in the country. And uh, I'm still fairly young. And I just thought there would be a great opportunity to come learn from one of the best in the country. All right. What about that group of running backs you had at SMU? 193 yards uh, against Tulane in that title game, the AAC title game in New Orleans. A breakthrough year for SMU, 11-2 and record. I mean, you, you had a, a kind of a three-pronged attack, as I recall. Wheaton was one of those five <laughs> stars that you kind of you brought back to town, basically. And then uh, uh-huh. Knighton, LJ. I mean, what was that? What was that group like? As you were the run game coordinator there, and y'all had a great deal of success with your run game. I mean, but you you seemed like you were able to kind of uh, have a pretty good rotation there. Oh, the great group of guys, great group of guys. They understood, you know, coming in how I recruited them that it was going to be running back by committee. You know. Uh, everyone knew, uh, especially the other two, Jalen and, and LJ, they knew Kamar Williams was sitting there. They knew he was a pretty good, a really good talent. Uh, so when those guys made a decision to come to SMU, I went down to talk to Jalen Knighton when uh, he went into the portal at Miami, and I just explained to him what kind of asset he would be into the program and how we will all work well together. 
Uh, and then after I spoke with Knight and Knight joined the family, I went to L.J. Johnson and, you know, just preached the, the, the truth, you know, that I believed in all of them, that I saw a role for each of them, and I thought that all of them could be starters in our offense. But as you know, it can only be one. But they bought into the brotherhood culture. They bought into the uh, – they bought into – Understanding that is is bigger than oneself is more. It's about the team. Uh, so, it, so for those guys, you know, to buy into that and, and thrive off each other and feed off each other, and and we were forgetting one guy. You know, the guy that glued to the whole room with Tyler Levine. You know, oh. uh, I, I love that dude. You know, he he's all. You know, he heart, good player, good athlete, unselfish, selfless kid. And he does an unbelievable job of leading that room and keeping those guys together. But we created a brotherhood culture in there. Uh, you know, those guys just wanted to win. They just wanted to win at a very high level. So, you know, it was always a next man up type of rotation. And, you know, everybody understood that you're going to earn what you get. So, as you will hear me say a lot of the times, earn not given. All those guys earned their right to play, so they played. And, you know, they did an unbelievable job. I think we almost averaged six yards per carry. I think I had all three of the top backs had over 400 yards rushing. I think I had four of them, including Ty Levine, all each had five-plus touchdowns. So it was very well-rounded and spread it out. But they understood the big picture, and, and, and the end goal was the championship, and we got that accomplished. So I think those guys were pretty happy with everything. Uh uh, and, and, you know, I do believe Jalen Knight and L.J. Johnson and Kamar Whedon, man, they are NFL-caliber players. I think they're going to be mm. unbelievable guys next year. They're going to they're gonna hit the ACC running. Yeah, feel free to bring some of those guys to Waco, by the way. What is Jake's offense like as you kind of get to know it? They keep mentioning – getting vertical both he and chris have talked about that with the backs and in what they need the line to do what does that mean for the running backs when they say hey we want to get vertical because boy they this is not your old air raid where there's an occasional handoff i think they really want to all the passing to come off the run game in a sense yes um it's crazy when you when you say vertical, you think in a vertical passing attack. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean I'm I've been really excited and and and, and you know excited, very excited to see what's going to happen. We've had our meetings. We've been on the field with the guys a few times. Man, this is going to be a dynamic offense. I think it's going to be very explosive. Uh, you know, Coach Spav is an air raid guy, but he will pound the rock. You know what I mean? So for him. Uh, having that type of mindset with the running backs that we have, I think getting vertical is exactly right. You know, that's how I pre, uh, that's how I teach. That's how I coach. I'm always thinking north and south, and uh, that's 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 going to be our run game thoughts and also our pass game. We want to get in, uh, north and south. Uh, we want to get vertical. We want to uh, be a, a create a physical mindset in the trenches and obviously throw the ball over the top of people's heads. But I think. Uh, Coach Bav, man, as you know, he's done it at a very high level uh, for a long time. He's had some of the best quarterbacks and some of the best offense, offenses in the country. So when you pair him up with Coach Kapovich, who has also been elite at everywhere he's been, and then you got Coach Anderson, who's been elite everywhere he's been, then you got Dallas Baker, who's, as you know, you know, a national champion, a Super Bowl champion. So you got guys that are uh, surrounded to, and you put them in one pot in one room with the ideas and just everybody understanding 
their role and everybody understanding that we got to be all in and all on the same page. And there's no egos. There's no pride. Everybody just hitting it in the same direction. And I think we're going to be very good and very explosive this year at the, you know, at the lead uh, with our leader, you know, Coach Favitol. So I think uh, Coach Aranda did an unbelievable job. And I think he did an unbelievable job of bringing the right people in. You can bring in some talented coaches. You can bring in some talented players, but you got to bring in the right people. You got to bring in the right guys that's unselfish, you know, that knows that it's about the team, you know, that's not divas, that's, you know, understand that coach has a culture here that he's built, man. It's built around family. You know, it's built about people. And it's 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 unbelievable, man. I, I love, And that was a big reason why I decided to come here. You know, I, I was kind of torn you know, on leaving SMU, I'm from Dallas, born and raised in Dallas, and we created something special there. But when I had the opportunity to sit down and meet with the people at Baylor, it was like, for me, I'm a big people person, I'm a relationship guy. For me, when I spoke with Spav and I spoke with Coach Miranda and I spoke to Jovan and I spoke to Coach uh, Mr. Max and I spoke to everybody on campus about the opportunities and the potential for Baylor, man, it was, it was, it was, it was definitely eye-opening, and I, I wanted to be a part of it. So I think Coach has done an unbelievable job bringing the guys he brought in. You forgot to include the media. You had heard great things about the media, so I'm sure that played a, <laughs> yes. a role in, into yes. it as well. Yes. The um, What about um, Richard Reese? You got Reese. You got, I mean, Dominic came in last year. Bryson, a young guy. Pendergrass really did some nice things. They struggled. Y'all are a great first down defense or offense, excuse me, at SMU. I looked at the numbers like fourth in the country, or maybe at one point y'all are like number one in the country. Um, that uh-huh. was not the case for the Bears last year. But after meeting with some of these guys, and I know y'all get a little bit of time on the field, but barely any so far. But looking at the film, what do you what do you think you have to work with right now? I think I believe I have a really good room. I think I have a great room. Uh, I think I have a, a group of guys that's gonna. I mean, I, I love their approach so far. They're very businesslike. They're very professional, uh, and I, I think the room is pretty talented. You start with Richard, Richard Reese, who, as a freshman, uh, you know, led the con- conference in rushing and doing the things that he's did. You know, he got a dynamic first step. He's very explosive. I think uh, very tough back. Uh, and he fits perfectly in Coach Spavitar's offense because he is a one-play-away uh, type of guy, you know. Uh, and then you move on to, you know, Dominic Richardson, a little bigger back, still explosive, you know, going to get the tough yardage, got great vision, uh, a good all-around back. And, man, he is dynamic. And I, I'm very excited to see these guys go. And then when you go from them two and you're thinking, well, it got to be it, right? No, you got Dawson. I mean, I am very excited to watch Dawson Pendergrass. I am very excited to watch him. He's got great feet. You know, he's easy on his feet, got good speed. He's big. He's athletic. He's limble. Like, I was uh, – he runs with great pad levers. You you see the things you see that, you know, Coach Juice and, uh, and Coach A.J. saw him to, to bring him to Baylor. You know, they did an unbelievable job finding that kid, and I think that kid can be a really good gem. And uh, obviously, Bryson Washington, man, I think his talent, his roof is, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it sky's the limit for him. He's very talented. He's sudden. He's quick. Uh, he is. He got a good frame on him. Uh, I think they're all really good football, smart football players. I think they all have really good high IQ. They've picked up the offense fairly well. 
Uh, I'm very excited about the room. Uh, obviously, we got some work to do, um, but uh, I think the mindset of uh, of myself and also Coach Spav and Coach Coach Cap and guys in the room, I think it fits what these do guys do very well. You know, they fit them very well, and I think it's going to be a lot of explosives out this year out the backfield. Man, that gets me excited hearing you talk. I mean, because a lot of times, you know, you don't have a lot of time to get to know these guys yet, but seeing some of the film. I and, uh, <laughs> I've yeah, I mean, I've dove, I studied them and uh-huh. I watched them. And we've had a couple of days where we just kind of do some walkthrough things and just how they're picking up stuff and they understanding the offense. So it's been good to get out there on the field with them a little bit. And just to get you know get the vibes with them, they're great kids. They're hard workers. They're leaders, and I think these guys are hungry. I think they got a chip on their shoulder. I think they're ready to go win. So that deal the other day, the junior day, was pretty exciting. It sounds like lots of folks showed up. I saw pictures from that. Lots of names being uh, talked about. But you got the sense, and of course you had you were the reason a lot of those guys from DFW probably showed up and. And other people have laid the foundation on some of those players, but they, but the there was was there a lot of excitement in that camp? I mean, because y'all have had some huge camps at SMU. TCU has one where they invite seems like twelve hundred or something crazy over there, but SMU has some great ones as well. I mean, what, what was that environment like? Because uh, I don't, I mean, I if I showed up at that deal, like I would need those guys that cover that. They do they do a great job, but like I would need uh-huh. numbers and rosters, and somehow a lot of times those guys figure it out on their own by watching it from the stands. My head would be spinning. Uh-huh. But what is it like for a coach when you have that opportunity and you have those players? And what what is the I mean, is it competitive type deal? Is it more hey, get to know you? What what are, what is one of those junior days like? So our junior day was more of a, we knew it, we know the kid, but it's more just wanted to get to know them, get to know their family on a deeper level. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to make sure they understood that that the Baylor brand was here and going to be here to stay. You know, understand that Coach Aranda is going to be here and going to be here to stay because we're going to win. You know, he has a great culture here. He's built a great culture here. He has a great foundation here. So I think those kids see that. You know, so the, the type of talent we had here, you know, that's, that's solely off what Coach Aranda has built already. You know, I don't really – I know I have a present, but I don't think it has anything to do with me. I think it has everything to do with it already been built. You know, they've done – the recruiting department, Coach Aranda, and all the coaches have done an unbelievable job before I even got here. You know, all I did was come in and try to add value and bring value where I could and help where I could. I think the foundation was already set. I think some of these kids were already highly interested in Baylor. Uh, so the the fact that, you know, those kids came on campus, you know, the the, the type of kids that came on campus, man, it was it was very, very, very impressive. Uh, I thought the, the spirits was high. I thought it was very promising. Uh, I think those kids really believe in what we're going to be able to do in the future, you know, to seeing the facilities and uh, seeing the talent that we have here. We have a great group of guys here. We have a great core here. You know, it was very young the last two years. So the fact that we have a good group, a good nucleus here, and the fact that we're able to go, you know, recruit some of the top 2025s in the country, uh, I think we're going to be very, very excited for where Baylor football program is headed. Yeah, that had to be tough, though, because you got in the ACC at SMU. After all that, you know, what an exciting time that was on the hilltop. 
being home, the way y'all have kind of claimed Dallas over at SMU and all of that. But uh, I, we're excited to have you at Baylor. What was your go-to restaurant over there on the hilltop, uh, either across from SMU or your favorite Dallas haunt? And by the way, you could you could include your your uh, your roots over there in, in South Dallas. Uh, what was your what's kind of your favorite go-to? If you're going to go, uh, where what what would you what would you usually go with? If I go barbecue. And it's just because I'm, I'm really close with them. I go, if I go barbecue, right, I'm going to go Lancaster Road. And I'm going to go to the Gator Pit right across the stadium from, right across the street from Lancaster High School Stadium. So I'll go to Gator Pit there. If I go chicken, if I go chicken, a lot of people might get mad at me about this, okay? I'm going to go to Hall's Chicken, you know, I'm going to go to Hall's Chicken in uh, South Oak Cliff. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of great restaurants, Um I used to go to uh, Max over uh, Max Place uh, over off, on campus, right behind campus uh, on Hillcrest uh, on SMU. So obviously, you know, there's a, a lot of food there, great food there. But if I had to say, I'm a big time barbecue guy. Uh, so, and then I'll, if I go soul food, I'll say Arene's, you know, in South Dallas. That's a great spot. So if you're ever in Dallas. Go find eight Irene's. She 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 can fry anything. I don't think those SMU kids were getting over there to ain't Irene's as much as they needed to. Uh, you've given me <laughs> you've given me some field trips here, but um, I also get nervous anytime I'm near Lancaster because I I used to play them in basketball and uh, Joe oh, Rushing yeah. and his teams. They destroyed us. Thomas Hill back in the day at Duke. <laughs> Lamont Hill, his younger brother is my age so anyway i by the way i used to have to play against uh the batie brothers it was tony batie oh yeah derek's derek's little brother that's my age and so tony and i played against each other in high school and you can imagine how that went for me um yeah it was uh it was not it was not pleasant but uh well those were some those were some fun times and what a what a great what a great i mean all of that you're just talking about cedar hill uh, Lancaster, Sock. I mean, it's just it's awesome. Now, by the way, I I like how D.L. Max. I know that place, but uh, Shug's Bagels has become a big player. Uh, yeah. right over. Uh, yeah, yeah, right right around the corner right from the stadium over there for us. And then yeah. New York Sub, that that oh, yeah. sandwich shop has the best brisket pastrami uh, anywhere <laughs> in the city. So I'm a big pastrami sandwich oh, yeah. guy, and that's right across from the SMU campus. So. Anyway, it's uh, those are those are good places. I mean, but uh, we'll we'll introduce you to some new spots in Waco. I've spent many years kind of working on those and honing my craft at the local barbecue places. So I'll uh, I'll get word to you on that. But um, so I've been I, uh, I've been pretty active already. I've been pretty active already. <laughs> I went to VTEX. Uh, I went to uh, Health Camp. I went to I've been to Georgia's already. So I've been making my rounds. Trying to find all the great food spots. Yeah, keep go- Jasper's and Tony Demaria's is over there on Elm off of MLK, and they they may not uh, always show up on whatever tour or whatever recommendations they're handing you, but the places you described to me in Lancaster, that's that's you need to go try those places because that's what my buddies and I would uh, venture off out of the Baylor bubble. 
And uh, that was the real deal over there. But all the other, I mean, Hellberg Barbecue, by the way, and they are a sponsor, I'll admit it, but it's incredible. Uh, H-E-L-B-E-R-G. That's Philip and Yvette Hellberg. And uh, you go in there and tell them, tell them Mosley sent you. They'll probably charge you extra, but I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Keenan, appreciate you, and uh, can't wait to meet you in person. Yes, sir. Can't wait to meet you, and thank you for having me on. You bet. There he goes. Keenan Hall. This is ESPN Central Texas. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's Denver Jack of Big 12 Basketball on today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. Coming up, two games on the Big 12 schedule last night, including Baylor going on the road and getting a win to snap a three-game losing skid. That and more straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. See why Green Eye Associates is voted best in Waco year after year. Enjoy exceptional service and care from Dr. Leanne Green alongside her dedicated optometrist and staff. Receive trustworthy insights on your eye health. Enjoy the impressive variety of contacts and eyewear and work with the most experienced optical team in Waco. Don't miss the new state-of-the-art dry eye therapies that rejuvenate the eyes and face with safe, non-invasive treatments to restore comfort and quality of life. Green Eye Associates, official optometrist of Baylor Athletics. Visit the new Spirit Store at the Herd Welcome Center. Open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Shop premium brands like Nike, Johnny O, and more at the all-new Spirit Shop inside the Herd Welcome Center. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike, whether it's knee or shoulder pain, hand and wrist injuries, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis and total joint clinic. Trust the doctors Baylor Athletics trusts. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics wants to get you back in the game. Now let's see what's making news in the Big 12 Conference on today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Here again is John Morris. And welcome back. Two games on the Big 12 slate last night. West Virginia won at home over Cincinnati, 69-65 the final. And Baylor won in Orlando over UCF, 77-69, a game you heard here on ESPN Central Texas last night. The Bears got a career-high 24 off the bench by Langston Love in the game, 12 by Jalen Bridges, 11 by Ray J. Dennis, 11 points and 8 rebounds for Ray J., and 11 points for Eve Meesey to get the win and snap a three-game losing skid. After the game, we visited with head coach Scott Drew. Coach, congratulations. Hard-earned road win tonight. Well, uh, we got a culture of joy, Jesus, others, yourself. And uh, um, I tell you, the, the guys really did a great job embracing uh, um, the moment, making sure that we got the 50-50 balls, the key offensive rebounds, did everything that we could control um, to put ourselves into this position, shooting 81% second half from the free throw line, turning down some shots to get to the free throw line, um, just being ultra-aggressive, and I think that – um, I mean, because we could we could have shot 33s, mm-hmm. and I think uh, um, the poise and balance to to not settle, and then to turn it over one time in the second half, that's really hard to do against a top 10 defense. 
Scott Drew following last night's 77-69 win by the Bears in Orlando over UCF pushes Baylor's record to 15-5 on the season, now 4-3 in Big 12 conference play, hosting Iowa State Saturday evening at 7 in Foster Pavilion. And tonight in Foster Pavilion, the Baylor women, a big game hosting Texas. It's the number 13-ranked Bears versus the 12th-ranked Longhorns. On the air at 7, tip-off at 7.30 here on ESPN Central Texas, television on ESPN. And that's today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in Foster Pavilion Thursday hosting the University of Texas. 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 7.30 tip-off Thursday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Event Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions, Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. The Brazos Landing is proud to showcase their new upscale bar to Central Texas, the Bourbon Street Bar. Guests are able to savor 93 different labels of bourbons, whiskeys, and scotch. Also, over 110 varieties of wine are featured, in addition to a nice selection of Texas beers. Ask about the new Bourbon Street Bites while enjoying your drink. This menu includes oysters on the half shell, meatball wellington, chicken fried steak sliders, and beer-battered flounder tacos with avocado salsa. 
where I-35 and the Brazos River meet the Brazos Landing, Waco. Is it time to upgrade your garage, barn, shed, or warehouse with a new garage door? Veteran-owned and operated Precision Garage Door Service boasts the largest garage door showroom and design center in Central Texas. Revamp your style with new customized garage doors with windows. Free estimates are available and all calls are answered by an operator 24-7. Precision Garage Door Service, 1100 Jewel Drive, Waco, 254-522-9657 and at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. Ask about their financing options. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. And thank you to all our sponsors. Uh, what a day it's been. Had Keenan Hall on earlier. Now Jared Anderson. And, uh, Coach, I I was excited to see you named. I called Gary that night and got the, got the skinny. You know, Gary, he had very, very nice things to say uh, about you after all those years together. But uh, welcome to the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, welcome to Waco, Texas. I, I appreciate it. That was uh, all, a, all those years. A, yeah, go ahead. It's been an eventful day. I don't think I think I've spent more time on the road than I have in Waco so far. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully, I mean, the other day y'all had that big junior day. Seems like Baylor's got a lot of great kids coming in, uh, a lot of excitement around the new offensive coaches, the new offensive system. Are you sensing that, uh, Jarrett, as you – get out on the road and recruit and do all that stuff and talk to these juniors who came in. What's the excitement level about the direction of this program right now? I think kids are excited. I think kids are excited and seeing some of the coaches, I think they're kind of excited just to see a different brand, just a different brand of football on the offensive side. Yeah. The fans I think will be very excited. And, and when you start talking about, up tempo and and uh, throwing it around and and even just you know getting up there running a lot of plays you know that takes fans back to the glory days of of when TCU and Baylor were uh, running up some huge points and you were on the other sideline um, yeah. for those games at TCU but I mean that's it's fun to think back on those days it, it, that's when the rivalry it's always been a good rivalry but the rivalry yeah. got really good because both teams were great 
And let's be honest, both head coaches did not totally care for each other. They both kind of play that down when I try to bring it up with them. Uh, at least Gary really poo-poos that. But still, that was part of why the fan bases got revved up. So that's got to be kind of surreal for you to now be on the other side of it. Has that taken a little getting used to, or has it has the transition, you know, has it has it happened pretty quickly for you? I think the big, the hardest thing is uh, I started walking into the visitor locker room when I first walked in. <laughs> when, I, when I went into the stadium and they said, you know where to go? And I said, I guess to the left. I said to the visiting locker room and said, no, this is our recruiting area. And from that standpoint, so I said it was pretty neat to, to see the other side. And while they were getting great players and things like that, you got to see kind of the tradition and from all that standpoint, I said, I was always on the other side. I said, I was on the other side. I said, I was on that that side that when it was sixty one fifty eight, and I said, I said I'm ready to be on that side when it's actually sixty one. I said I don't want them to score fifty eight, but I said if it's a win, it's a win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, you know, you were not on the right side that day, but wow, one of the great games in the history of the Big Twelve. You know, looking back on all those years, Gary really brags on you, boy, for your special teams knowledge. Uh, he he really digs into that, but boy, you. You coach just about everything, every facet. I mean, your resume, it's kind of funny because it's like, wow, okay, so he was OC, he was coaching O-line, he was coaching – I mean, you you pretty much did it all. Um, and I, I would think that's – at this point in your career, that's very valuable to you. And it's going to be very valuable to Coach Aranda since he's going to be calling plays and coaching linebackers and doing all this stuff. How much of that came up? when you were interviewing and, and they were thinking about hiring you, just that kind of level of experience in kind of all facets. And, and I think you even were in, even on the other side of the ball probably at some point. Yes, I actually played on the other side of the ball in college. So that, that it, was a unique, <laughs> it was a unique deal. So, I mean, I think Dave is just being able to, I mean, talking about in the interview and things is just being able to gel with the staff and having quite a few new guys on that offensive staff. And I'd known SPAB before and gone down to A&M when I was actually at the other place and, you know, and known other coaches that we'd kind of coached with. I'd known Cap and he came down to when he was at Southern Miss at one point and we talked ball. That was back in the Rose Bowl years at the, at the other school. But it was, I said, it's, I mean, it's kind of how we all form together and and how we work together and how quickly we can kind of respond will be how quick our kids can respond to it. And I think they've already seen it within the first few weeks or when we have been able to be in the office with the kids the few days that we're able to be with them. All right, so we had, you know, we've had a few leave, some move in on the tight ends. Have you had a little chance? I mean, y'all, it's limited, I know. Uh, and there's only so many things you can do. But in terms of as y'all get ready to start installing everything, getting the offense in, what have those meetings been like? And even with some of the you know folks that have departed, uh, gosh, they had a ton of tight ends last year, like, like nine tight ends. So even if two or three left, you're still going to have quite a few. What's the what's the room like? And uh, what have those conversations been like? It the room's pretty good. I mean, I have quality kids, character kids. And I told him, I said, uh, I said, we always say spring is fun and fall is ball. But I said, you're trying to inst instill things that 
what the system is. And I told him, I said, there's going to be mistakes made out here, but I said, I, we're going to, I said, we're going to press, press the issue a little bit more. And sometimes, uh, you know, the huddle and this, I said, there's times that we will actually probably have a huddle at some point, but I said, right now we're not worried about that. I said, it's trying to see the tempo of what you can play at and what you, how fast that you can kind of, catch on knowledge-wise, but at the same time be able to play fast and use your athleticism of what you have. And I told him, I said, I know there's other guys that left before. I said, I'm not worried about those guys. I said, they're not they're not part of the Baylor program right now. I said, I'm worried about these six guys that are in the room right now. Yeah, I like that. And, and as you think about the air raid, um, there was a time maybe the tight end was rarely featured in that. I think things have evolved over the years, how big a part is, is is when Spav talks to you and you'll have all these conversations, how do you see the tight end fitting into all this? That's probably the biggest transformation, as you saw, probably bigger receiver, kind of the field air raid system was kind of just the big receiver, and now it's, it's kind of, and I would say it's kind of, a, it's more from not so much an air raid, but it's a combination of different things with the tight end being, as you see, we talked about it the other day. I said the NFL utilizes the tight end and makes the tight end, I mean, someone that they have to actually have to face. And the college sometimes people get away from that. We always talk about it as like with Kelsey and and all these other guys that people utilize the tight end, and he he's a major focal point. Or sometimes colleges get away from that, and it's just the system. And I said we talked about it as he needs to be part of the focal point. Well, and by the way, if you're going to bring up Kelsey, I mean, they, they now, the tight ends, uh, get to date the, the superstars, right? So uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's maybe uh, changed a little bit over the years. It is interesting, isn't it, to watch the NFL and just see those teams that have those types of players, Kittle, Kelsey. I mean, even the Cowboys with Ferguson this year started to break yeah. out a little bit. It, it's um, – it's a matchup problem for defenses, and uh, when you have them, and and, uh, and again, you've got some guys that you'll be able to develop and everything, but it, it it's a great dynamic. I used to hate facing Iowa State. I'm sure you did, too, because yes. you'd look out there, it'd be Kohler, and then number you yes. got number 11, and then number 88, somebody else, and you're like, golly, man, when are they going to run out of these kids? I know they may not run that fast, but you're like, they just throw the ball up there and you look up and they've gotten 20 yards or 18 yards and it's kind of, you, you almost get defeated a little bit on defense thinking you got the perfect, <laughs> they had the perfect call and all of a sudden here's one of those guys that I, I swear he just kind of throws the ball up in third and seven and all of a sudden it's first and 10 and they're going down the field now. They had a, a couple running backs that were pretty good too with them. They kind of helped out a quarterback that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think back to uh, even some of the places, you you know, you've been, you're from East Texas, and I've in, I interviewed some of those legends from East Texas, some of them who played at Baylor, some of them went through UT. I, I would imagine, Jarrett, you're around my age, uh, maybe a little ahead of me, but you were, as a kid, you you may have gone over there to Tyler Lee, and, and uh, or that would have been John Tyler, where some of those guys were playing. And uh, do you have memories of seeing some of those incredible uh uh tyler players as you were as you were growing up you know what probably as i've gotten older i I probably it's probably got into the recruiting aspect as 
some of the kids more than maybe growing up watching some of them play. I mean, watching some of them play was great, but probably going to recruit, thinking about when I'm recruiting the Trent Williams and trying to get Adrian Peterson or Malcolm, K, you know, some of these guys and Steve, I mean, Stephen Hodge and some of the guys that have come through. I mean, our program now that we have is you see guys that are going on to the, I mean, I remember going to see Mahomes go to that other team. I'm like, you know, you're wondering if he was going to be a baseball player or not because his dad was throwing a baseball over in Lindell. And it's just like it's, you know, everybody was questioning whether he was going to be a full, full-blood bass, I mean, football player. And you, you go back and you see all these guys, and now they've morphed into great NFL, had great NFL careers for a lot of guys. Yeah, there is something about East Texas. And, boy, I, I'm trying to think, is it Ebner? Did he come out of East Texas? I mean, but yeah, he was Actually, yeah. Ebner was Ebner was committed to me at, TC, at TCU, and then Coach wanted him to, Coach Patterson wanted him to play defense. He goes, "I'm an offensive player," and I said, "Yes, you are." But uh, sometimes the, the head coach can overrule some things. <laughs> oh man, great. I could see Gary, Gary thought everybody should play linebacker, didn't he? No matter you could, yeah. you could run well, for like. 50 touchdowns, yeah. it's like, well, he's a linebacker, he or he's an well, edge rusher. <laughs> yeah, it's a D end or safety. D end or safety is always what they seem to go to. <laughs> oh, man. So you you had an eye for what he was looking for, you know, um, out there at East Texas. What do you think it is about those East Texas players? I mean, you've been recruiting them forever. You grow up there. Um, is it just the – I mean, it's like they love it across the state. Let's not act like West Texas doesn't like football, but there yeah. is something over the years where not only good players, but like superstars come out of, of there. And I'm not even talking about Earl and going back that far, but like even in recent years, there's just something about that area. And I don't exactly, you might be able to put your finger on it more. I, I think even back on those unbelievable Gilmer teams, uh, well, and I you think, were just with I mean, Coach Trailer. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I think of Kendall Wright and some of those guys right there. And, I mean, sometimes people don't realize that their parents may be as hard as coaches on them when they're in the stands and they're playing their games. That's like some of these kids, I think they enjoy being coached by the coaches because sometimes their aunts and uncles and parents are getting after them so hard in the stands. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is what that kid has to go home to at night. But I said, I mean, they love they love the game of football. At the same time, that uncle or that granddad or that mom's telling them if he, if he didn't make a catch, they're telling them about it. And then they're telling the coach, how come you need to be coaching them harder like I am? And so it's, it's, uh, it's a unique experience sometimes. Yeah, there was just a mystique around a lot of those programs, right? I mean, Carthage now, back then it used to be uh, Dangerfield. I can remember kids yeah. coming out of like Cuero and places like that. But, I mean, when you think of East Texas, it's just – you can just start naming off, you know, player after player. Um, has that been fun getting back on the trail? I saw when they put the thing out the other day, it, I, I, as I expected, it said East Texas under your name. Um, I, you know, I, and I would imagine, you know, you know so many of their you know, parents and who knows people that you played with back in the day. Uh, I just think that's got to be just a very natural thing for you how how fun has it been you know back out there on the recruiting trail it, you know what it's fun but sometimes it can make you feel old when you got players that played for you like in the rose in a rose bowl and you're recruiting his son right now already 
So I said, sometimes you're like, dang, am I, am I already that dang old or what? So, and he's up there at junior, he's up there at junior day. But I said, the great thing is, is I have his mom, and it's not just knowing the players, getting to know because I knew the mom when she was young too. And she, I said, the good thing is, I said he got his feet from his mom because she was a track girl. She was a track girl too. <laughs> it sounds almost like you know, you're making me think of the Haney family. You know, Jesse and Jaman uh, at TCU. And by the way, I tried like crazy to get Baylor to go after Hoss Haney, and they did. They ended up doing it, but it was a little late because he obviously is a big legacy kid. When they finally kind of jumped in there, it was a little late. But, whoa, he's going to be He's going to be a good one. Now, what is it about special teams over the years? Like, who did? How did you kind of hone your craft, uh, Jarrett, in 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 that area? Who was kind of a, an influence on you? And like, what's your what's your favorite part of special teams, or is it all of it, kicking game and everything? I mean, I mean, we all we all had kind of a part when we coached it. I always had kickoff return, so I was. And really, that was an offensive play, so I used it for for what we were trying to get out of, or what we were trying to get field position from that standpoint. And we kind of we did it as separated in different units. And sometimes it was a competition thing because we I had I was fortunate enough to that two times was ranked number one in the nation in kickoff return. And I said, you know, sometimes when you have great returners like Turpin and guys like that, I said it makes you I said it makes you a good coach. I said that was uh, one of the things in Rager and some of those guys that we'd had over there. I said it's it make and it you know what it allows you to kind of draw up things and do different things sometimes with it. And it was that's probably what made it unique and fun. And we all you know the whole staff was part of it. And I know that's what we're going to be here at, at our place. And I asked the other day, and we were talking about special teams and from that standpoint. I said when we get I said when are we going to find out kind of who's coaching what unit and and this and that, because I said, it, I mean, you want to take pride in it. And now you want your players to take pride. And, you know, that's third. We always, always thought that was a third of the game. And it meant so much to the other part for offense and defense for momentum changers. Jared, what's a uh, Rager gives me nightmares, by the way. Didn't you have that one game against <laughs> Baylor at our place? Well, we where he, I, yeah. I, I do remember that one. The fourth and one, I think we went for it. And we ran a reverse with them. <laughs> <laughs> That was our only touch. I think that was our only touchdown of the day. It feels like that was the only way we could score. No, y'all. I think y'all won like fourteen to nothing, and he had both both touchdowns were like seventy five yards or something like that. But yeah, that was not a that was not a particularly fun day as I remember. Um, I I, I am kind of curious. All those years with well, Fran and then Gary, both of them. I mean, but with Gary in particular, and I've gotten to know him fairly well over the years. But I mean. What what allowed you? I mean, he is not easy on coaches. He's honestly not easy on anybody. Uh, not easy on friends. But what what <laughs> what kind of allowed you to have such a long and and boy, you were loyal and and stayed with him for all those years, and y'all had such great um, seasons and won a ton of football games. What 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 kind of allowed? What was your what what stood out about him? I mean, I think he was loyal back to other. I mean, to other people. I mean, that's even though he was hard. I mean, sometimes he could be harder on other coaches. Sometimes newer coaches than older coaches, from that standpoint. And 
he knew that we were there to work and we all had the common goal where sometimes this profession has changed a little bit, kind of like the, the portal has changed. Sometimes coaches can be a little bit like the portal sometimes too. And we, I mean, that was probably the biggest thing that we went into it as is we like to win. I like to win. And that was the, the goal that you were trying to do and you were trying to develop your players to, to play at the highest level that you could. And, you know, my, my family enjoyed their time. I didn't have to move my kids. And sometimes you gave up opportunities for your family's sake. And, you know, and he was able to, to allow me to do that, allow us to do that from that standpoint. And that's the, the one thing that I think when I interviewed with Coach Aranda that, it, I mean, it, you kind of had, I had the same vibes with from that standpoint. Yeah, I like it when you say that other school about some of these other programs because it just reminds me of Gary when he would say that other school down uh, south of here, you know, when he would be pointing <laughs> something out about some, some maybe some issues the Bears were having. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I remember all that stuff comes flooding back. And somehow we overcame the whole Baylor TCU thing and have become oh, friends. Yeah. But, Jared, I, uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, this is a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this and can't wait to uh, – meet you in person, get to know you a little better. Thank you for doing this today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You bet. There he goes. That's Jarrett Anderson. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. It's the Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's, with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us tonight, beginning at 6 p.m., live from Rudy's, and hear from softball head coach Glenn Moore and men's tennis head coach Michael Woodson. That's tonight from 6 till 7 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of Orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team specializes in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedics today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. We've made it through the holidays, and another gift-giving season is already here. Valentine's Day is fast approaching, and if you're not sure what to give, come to Morrison's Gifts and let their 45 years of gift-giving expertise work for you. From candy to jewelry to plush animals to scents, soaps, and lotions, they've got you covered. They offer custom gift baskets and many grab-and-go items as well. And don't forget their huge selection of John Hart and Consuela bags and totes. Morrison Gifts is located near Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive in Valley Mills. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kissera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, 
we're not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman nuts and bolts, or primary and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-659-7540. 800-659-7540. That's 800-659-7540. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton. I tell you, we've had a lot going on today. Started out this morning with all the realignment and um, the, uh, I you know, there's just, there's a, ton of stuff going on and uh, interesting to kind of look around the uh, oh this area and look at the teams and what districts they've ended up in and uh, I think um, from what I could tell look like uh, Midway you know a, a pretty good travel arrangement fun to see Waco High and University back in the same district Aaron, today I was looking at something. It's kind of like when I was looking at that grid the other day, and I was, you know, I, I, I was looking at like a volleyball schedule, the volleyball realignment instead of the football. Now, I, I did fortunately all our Central Texas schools. I've been able to see those. Oh, Lorena! I mean, that that's interesting. China Spring, Lorena joining the same district. China Spring, um, Division Two. Uh, Class 4A, and and just right on down, I mean, with, with Conley and La Vega in there, I mean, this is very competitive. I mean, there are there are some po- folks that not going to be happy. I mean, I, I like in the, in the Metroplex, Highland Park was thrilled to go back down to 5A because they got a way better chance of winning a state title. The travel... Boy, Ward and I were talking about this earlier, Aaron. You you saw it. You you saw all these things. It's just crazy. Like going out to Lufkin, I think. Tyler's involved. Uh, Joshua. 
I mean, they go west. They go hardcore east. And and they barely even, like, stay in the area. I mean, they're all over the place. I think I think Ward said maybe Burleson Centennial's in there trying to keep all my all my schools straight. I've had this thing floating them around in my head today. Um, so, and it's just kind of interesting because, Aaron, we've been, you know, and again, in, in Campus Confidential, we'll have some news on the recruiting front. You know, our, our guy, Aaron, that helps Cam out, been jumping on with us, Will Turboff. He had some big news uh, uh, yesterday evening. We were kind of waiting for it, hoping it would happen. You know, we had Keenan Hall on today. Y'all just heard from Coach uh, from Keenan. Pretty awesome. I mean, he played an enormous role because this player that we'll tell you more about in Campus Confidential, um, big-time playmaker, comes over from Chapel Hill. He had been an SMU commit. So some of these guys that Keenan Hall has been recruiting starting to come over the Bears' way. So I would say – 2025 recruiting is looking up all right i also wanted to i love the um you know the the texas sports hall of fame which is right here in our own vicinity right here in waco texas and um some people that we have watched and enjoyed over the years have gone into this uh the 2024 High School Hall of Fame. I mean, the the late, great Cedric Benson from uh, what used to be known as Midland Lee. Um, I guess it's something else now. It, the uh, Legacy? I don't know. Tyler Lee is Tyler Legacy, I think. Maybe they uh, – so anyway, the rest of the 2024 class, uh, West Oso's Riley Odoms. And that goes back to 1969, Port Arthur Jefferson's Brent Duhon. Pretty sure I remember Duhon playing for the University of Texas. They had a, uh, yeah, golly, man, these, these, are, these are just names, just blasts from the past. Galena Park, North Shores, Corey Redding, that's certainly a University of Texas player. And then the coaches... Tim Buchanan, you know him as Buck, he was on with us recently when he decided to retire from Alito, responsible for, oh, maybe like nine of the 11 or 10 of the 11 state titles. Did they get up to 12 now? I mean, it's a crazy run they've been on over the past 20 years. But uh, Tim Buchanan just retired recently. We'll see how long he can stay out. He stepped aside one time and then ended up coming back to coach. And then uh, John Wilkins of Odessa Permian. And um, um, and let's see. And then it says the uh, Prairie View um, Interscholastic League Hall of Honor Chairman Robert Brown in the Dave Campbell Special Contributor to the Game category. All right. These inductions will take place. Uh, at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame on May 18th. These are always fun affairs. These are big names. Um, You'll see all kinds of personalities that show up. In fact, Aaron, my longtime radio cohort and buddy, Randy Galloway, who, Aaron, I know you 
grew up listening to and reading as well. Uh, he and Coach Buck, he and Coach Buchanan are very close friends. So he he will uh, certainly, I think, show up to be a part of that whole scene. Um, so really interesting things happening there with the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Now, the uh, the big news today from a Cowboys standpoint is Dan Quinn is moving on. I mean, usually the news this time of year is like, well, he interviewed a bunch of places, and he's coming back. He's going to come back. And I think the, I think the Cowboys would have welcomed him back. But, um, I mean, I think people will wonder, did the commanders get their top choice? Maybe we'll never know because McDonald ended up going to Seattle. He was in the mix. And then, Aaron, it turns out that, um, well, the great Bill Belichick was also apparently talking to the commanders. Hard to believe that the greatest coach of all time has um, has uh, been left out of this coaching cycle. I mean, this is this is really interesting to watch how all this plays out. I, Aaron, in the rankings of like the best hires, I'm seeing you know this and that. Um, I thought it was interesting. The the one there was somebody Aaron that we like that did this one like from maybe from The Athletic or something. The one I was reading earlier today put Harbaugh as the number one hire and Dan Quinn as the number two hire. Now, in some ways, he's a retread, just like when they hired um, you know, Ron Rivera. But I think we kind of remember the end of that Falcons time, and he, he was 0-5. We remember what happened in that infamous Super Bowl. But, Aaron, it's probably a little bit unfair to Dan Quinn to completely dismiss the fact that he he led the team to the Super Bowl. He was the head coach, wasn't he, on that team? He was. So, I mean, I feel like we always just completely dismiss. It's like, well, they they gave up a big lead. Dan Quinn's not a good head coach. Mm. Now, it did not end well there, but I think it would be a little unfair to just say, well, he was a horrible coach with the Falcons. I mean, I again, he had higher highs than Arthur Smith did in going like three straight seasons with 7-10. and 10. Now, what's interesting is, Aaron, it was always awkward for Dan to be there with Mike because it was always like that there was a viable replacement that for, Dan, for Mike. And so Mike, in some ways, will feel probably more comfortable, although he's coaching in the final year of his contract. There's got to be part of him that's kind of glad to see Dan Quinn leave. The funny thing is he doesn't feel like he's going far. I mean, it may be far in real, uh, how many miles it takes to get to the greater Washington, D.C., up there in Maryland, but um, that's where he's that's where Dan's going, and, and the Cowboys will still have to, to play them twice. Aaron, I will say, I from what we were looking at at that survey the other day and, ta- and hearing people comment on this, on this commander's job, I mean, the, the one thing is they've got a ton of cap space. I forget the exact number, Aaron. Is it, is it $40 million or $140 million? It's like whatever, it's one of those. 
and it's a it's a it's a really it's a big amount. It's a good amount of cap space, and they got the number two pick. And then Aaron, I was reading earlier today, five of the top one hundred picks in the draft. Five of the top one hundred uh, will go to the Commanders. So I mean, I and Dan Snyder, the louse that he was, just out there bilking fans and and making them come out to that horrible dump of a stadium out there in Landover. Uh, he's gone. He's gone. Creep. Just an absolute creep. Whatever he was up to, you know, involving the the um, the the cheerleaders there. I mean, just a creep. And every and listen, I I've interviewed him. I've talked to him over the years. Creep. Okay. Sometimes that makes you humanize people when you know them a little bit. And I don't want to say we were friends or something, but I did interview him and and visited with him a little bit. But always a creep. And I always thought it was weird that Jerry let him kind of ride his coattails. Jerry and Dan Snyder, somehow Dan acted like Jerry was one of his best friends until that story where he allegedly had Jerry telled. You know, he had Jerry uh, watched, and I don't know if he was recording Jerry or what was going on, but there was some weirdness that came up there. And I think, finally, he lost Jerry's support. I mean, I even saw this thing last night, and it was like Mark Davis basically admitting that Jerry Jones and I was watching a documentary last night that Robert Kraft finally are the ones who swung his deal to go to Vegas, that he was trying, you know, he was part of the, the deal. to He wanted to be in Los Angeles, and he was the odd man out. Well, he ended up getting to Vegas. But Jerry and, um, and Kraft kind of teamed up and said, nah, nah, you're not, that's not for you. You're not going to Los Angeles because that's what he was trying to do. It was this whole thing, Aaron, not to get too far down this path, but did you ever see the Pete Rozelle, like weird 30 for 30 type documentary, Pete Rozelle versus Al Davis? Did you ever watch it? I did not. Look it up. I, I forget what I found it on. Maybe ESPN Plus. And just give it a – I mean – it's fascinating because it takes you back to a whole different time and two men that just hated each other. But what they, they use like AI or some kind of weird technology to have both of those guys, you know, are, are long gone. Uh, and they brought them back to life somehow, almost like, um, how do you say that, Aaron, when you, when you beam somebody down or whatever that's called, whatever that technology is, they were like, they brought they use voice um activation or voice technology to and then had them like walking around talking i have to say it was off-putting it was very very weird but i did happen to watch that last night so i thought i would share a little bit of this now we could talk more about camp in campus confidential uh baylor last night the baylor women getting ready for a huge game tonight Foster Pavilion, the last last stand for the Longhorns. Boy, they used to be Jody Conrad's Longhorns. Oh, they were so great back in the day. Now they're Vic Schaefer. They come in here. It's like number 12 versus number 13. Aaron, you may need to update me on my AP, but I think last time we talked to Nikki, she was uh, 
she had I think the Bears were right around, you know, thirteen and maybe Texas was just ahead of them at twelve. What a matchup. What a matchup and it's Texas's final visit. Also, Aaron, I thought last night was a huge win for Baylor men's basketball. And you say, Oh, it's UCF. Are they that great? Maybe not. But they have already beaten Kansas there. They had another big win um this year and and so they've had you know two big wins i think uh, and again we've kind of made fun of texas a little bit but it's still a very talented team ucf took them down um the bears down 38 32 at the half aaron why does every team the bears play have to turn into like the nba team from three ucf i read at some point was like the second worst three-point shooting team <laughs> in the big 12 yeah by halftime, they were – I'm trying to think what they finished with. It was like – I think they finished that game 14 for 23 from three. They were unbelievable. Baylor was good, 9 for 20, but they didn't hit 14. What did the Bears do? How did the Bears figure out a way? They got to the line. Doesn't normally happen when you're on the road. Normally, as we talked about with Scott Drew, the officials impact – or the crowd impacts the officials. Aaron, I don't know. You know, a lot of times you're producing all these games and listening to this, so I don't know if you saw Diallo, Diallo, who is a seven-footer for UCF, comes with about, oh, man, I bet there was like eight minutes, seven minutes, seven and a half minutes or eight minutes left in the game. And he comes barreling down the lane um, on the UCF side, you know, near their rim, and he just he just steamrolls Jacoby Walter. I mean, it's a foul. It's certainly a foul because he kind of, I mean, it was almost like a forearm shiver, but it was really just a huge man, you know, running over a guy that is a big dude but not as big as a seven-footer. And Walter took the brunt of it, goes to the ground, and I thought, well, yeah, it's a foul. That's a foul. You know, he'll get to shoot a couple of free throws. Aaron, they called it a flagrant one. They looked at it and called it an F1. And I got to say, I, I, if I was Johnny Dawkins or even, you know, if that had happened to Baylor at home, would have been going crazy. It was just an, it was a, it was a collision, and, and I don't think Diallo was headhunting at all. But good for Walter for getting in front of that steam train, this steam engine coming down the tracks, and uh, and then and there that locomotive, and and unlike when Bridges against TCU, love Bridges by the way, love the guy, but he after one technical Jamie had he missed both technical free throws, um, and so Aaron by the way, who do you want? Right now at the free throw line for the Bears, they actually ended up shooting the ball well from the free throw line. That's where they won the game last night. They got to the line, they attacked the rim, and they made a lot of their free throws. They were probably, oh, like 18 for 23. Aaron, did you see what UCF was? One for seven. Yeah. (laughs) Not good. Good job. Good job, Golden Knights. One for seven. RG3. Shows up at the ball game. I guess maybe he lives in the area. I hadn't really, I didn't really, I've not thought about wherever he's living, but I guess maybe he's out that direction. I don't know. But he was there, and Aaron, he was getting, it was like, uh, 
constant shots of him in the deal. I think he talked to the team before the game. And then um, and then he, he, like, next thing you know, Aaron, I'm watching on ESPN Plus, and he's he's out there on the court throwing T-shirts into the stands. Like, I, I'm just thinking, I mean, can they, are they just, what do they go up and just ask RG3 if he'll come down and, and and hang out with the with the folks on the court. I mean, I, it was it was kind of funny. Um, of course, I always love to hear uh, John, uh, and, you know, and and Pat Nunley and um, the. I I didn't really. I mean, generally ESPN has once they get into conference, you don't get the the Homer TV. But last night you did deal with. A UCF, a former UCF player. So to, I guess they got a couple of guys that were from out in the Orlando area, and they, and this guy, from what I could tell, probably does a lot of UCF games. Now, again, I love it when our guys are on, like when John and King are doing a Baylor game non-conference. I love it when it's the opposing team, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, but they did fine. I mean, it was it great. I mean, no, but it was it, it was. You know, it wasn't that bad. I just the 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 guy played. I kind of cringed right off the bat. They established that the the analyst for ESPN Plus played for Johnny Dawkins, and I just thought, oh great, we're going to get some kind of Johnny Dawkins love fest. The guy was fine. He he handled it fine, uh, but I was a, a little bit concerned. But uh, anyway, the Bears survived. And I love how they just threw the – they dropped the hammer. It was like it all happened. It used to, Baylor used to do this um, in, in past years. They used to hit teams with haymakers. So you got – it's like 62-60, and, and then it was fairly close still. It's like 70-66. to 66. And then, Aaron, within like a, two possessions, it was 75-68. It was like the Bears hit him with a haymaker with about three minutes left or about three and a half minutes left. And it was Langston just boom, boom. And uh, Meese's unbelievable. I mean, this is um, – I, I tried to make the argument, Aaron, that, that uh, Eve, you know, maybe there would be a way with NIL money we'd get to keep him around for another season. I'm sorry. It's not happening. Like, he's just – He's too athletic. He's too big. He's too great of a rim runner. He had a he had another uh, block last night from behind. He caught some dude. Looked like the guy was going in for a layup, and he blocked it into the backboard. It was a perfect block. So, and then uh, by the way, I thought there was a goaltend on UCF last night, but they do have they. I, I Aaron, it's like every team I turn on, Houston. UCF, it's like six eight, seven foot, six ten. That UCF team to me reminded me of either like Florida Atlantic or San Diego State. It was just the size was stunning. All right, uh, we're rolling on a uh, Thursday afternoon. It is time for Campus Confidential. That is next. Baylor. 
Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor men back home in the Farrell Center on Saturday hosting Iowa State. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. The Brazos Landing is where Central Texans go to enjoy upscale dining and delicious entrees, outstanding chef-inspired homemade desserts, and breathtaking views of the Brazos River. Their steak selections include akaushi ribeyes and fillets, Central Texas' largest chicken fried steak, and braised beef short ribs. Fish offerings include Chilean sea bass, pan-seared salmon, ahi tuna, Texas snapper, and shrimp and grits. The Crescent City Chicken is a fan favorite, as is the Margarita Chicken. Selections from the Bayou include Etouffee, Jambalaya, and Mardi Gras Pasta. The Brazos Landing features the best outdoor climate-controlled dining deck in Central Texas. They're located near Baylor University in downtown Waco. And remember to park and walk to the new Foster Pavilion. For more information, visit thebrazoslanding.com. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building. And their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley. And um, I, I tell you, Aaron, this is uh, – it's getting kind of exciting. I mean, this last 24 hours since we had Keenan Hall on, uh, Baylor's uh, running backs, uh, associate head coach, the running backs coach. I mean, it's just kind of like the 903, okay? And that 903 area code will show up in, in quite a few places, but we think of it being in East Texas. And uh, so, man, I just uh, – I'm kind of excited about some of these uh, some of these commitments. Now we'll we'll check in tomorrow with uh, our resident recruiting expert. All right, he's uh, we had to replace uh, Longquist. He went he he stopped covering Baylor, and so young Will Turboff has done a nice job over there for uh, for two four seven and uh, doing a really really nice job. So we've been keeping our eye on some of his reports but uh Aaron where do you want to begin with today's campus confidential we will start with Baylor football recruiting a couple of big commitments in the last 24 hours for the Bears four-star safety Demetrius Brisbane Jr. committed to Baylor yesterday he flipped after being committed to SMU the 5'11 160 pound safety from Chapel Hill High School in Tyler Considered the number four safety and number 59 player in the state of Texas, according to on three rankings and the number 346 overall prospect in the country. His commitment yesterday was joined by a commitment from Cabrian Winston, a linebacker from Lancaster who committed to the Bears today. Winston committed to the Bears over a lot of other Division I Offers, mm-hmm. including Boston College, Houston SMU, Colorado State, among others. So a couple of big commitments yeah. for the Bears, whose class right now ranks 
first in the Big 12 for that 2025 class. <laughs> I love it. Get Texas. Get OU out of here, man. Let's let's dominate. Let's dominate this recruiting. And uh, Keenan Hall, who you heard from earlier today, is out there doing some, some 16th damage. 16th overall. And, uh, I mean, I... I, that 16th overall, Aaron says, Demetrius Brisbane, Brisbane Jr. I like him. Um, and then I keep seeing these guys that are decommitting SMU. And, of course, you know, it doesn't take a genius to know every time a kid decommits at, at SMU. Did I say TCU? SMU, you can't, you can't help but think, what about Coach Hall? Or are they talking to Coach Hall? Coach Hall, Aaron, I was just looking at one of these uh, junior day photos. He's a pretty cool dude. He can pull off the cap backwards look. He goes with the shades, rocking the Baylor, one of those uh, very cool Baylor pullovers. Uh, yesterday, Aaron, I noticed that Ricky, a running back named Ricky Stewart, sounds like you ought to be NASCAR driver, uh, decommitted from SMU four-star running back. He visited Baylor on Sunday in Texas the weekend before for junior days. So um, I'm I'm loving it. And these junior day these junior day things are kind of interesting. Um, and again, we'll have more from Will Turboff, but I, I'm seeing this kid from Mansfield Timberview, safety, Nate Tillman. He was down there for junior day. This 2025 class starting to shape up a little bit for these old bears. So all of this is kind of fun, and I was going to see. I mean, Aaron, you remember there was a time the Bears had a nice little run of four stars, and then they kind of were out in the four-star wilderness, which, again, is not the end of the world because, like this past year's freshman class, a bunch of them started. They played a ton. The whole secondary seemed to be like freshmen or sophomores. They were, uh, they were good. They were good. Um, the other one, Aaron, yesterday in the past 24 hours, this um, DeSoto wide receiver and SMU commit, Dalen Singleton, posted on his Instagram story. Um, this was after Demetrius Brisbane's uh, commitment to Baylor. So I don't know what's going on, but... Aaron, if you start getting Lancaster players and DeSoto players and Chapel Hill out in Tyler, you're doing something. So our man Keenan, uh, I think Keenan is going to eventually, I mean, he I think he may be a head coach someday. But my goodness, his ability to recruit, if you want to know how you can quickly, and again, I think what Baylor offered him, was a chance to not only coach running uh, running backs because he was a run game coordinator at SMU. And so SMU valued him. Don't think that they didn't. But Baylor offered the associate head coach role. I mean for a young guy like Keenan Hall, I mean that's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty awesome deal. And uh, he's he is not he did not show up like, "Hey, I'm just going to try to blend into this staff." I think the staff loves him, but he's what do they say, Aaron? What, what did, what did uh, Dion say about his, his Louie? He's going to bring his luggage with him. Keenan <laughs> is bringing his, his luggage with him, and it's Louie. 
What's other nice luggage, Aaron? All I can think of is like Samsonite. I think that's more for, you know, like the two of us. We kind of like, you know, maybe get something tried and true like Samsonite. Uh, but what else would be Louie? Oh, I think I t- there's something called like Longchamp or something like that. I think they have some nice stuff. Uh, but uh, whoa, that is uh, these are these. It's good news, Aaron. You've gotten me excited with all this recruiting news. <laughs> and um, I mean, I, I, I think it, what he said, what Keenan told us, Aaron, that I thought was kind of cool, is he he does not try to. I mean, I think he's helping in a big way, and I think he was a very important hire. But he always comes back to that these coaches that he's encountered and that he knows in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and even in East Texas love Dave Aranda. By the way, I don't think he's just saying that. I do buy that. I'm not saying Dave's the most dynamic personality to ever come along. But I do think he has the trust of a lot of coaches across this state. And I, because he's not a, he's not gonna, you know, try to put on airs. I mean, he's gonna, he's not gonna raise his voice, and he may talk to you about the Berenstain Bears. He's a different cat. But I think, I honestly think that works with the high school coaches. Now, we'll see if he can have a bounce back year. Because if we're sitting here next year and they're three and nine again. I, I don't know. We're going to be talking about changes. But I think they have a great chance to turn this thing around. The only thing that gives me pause, Aaron, because I'm loving all these recruits, and that's that looks great for Dave and everybody. Every time I look back at my schedule grid, Aaron, I'm kind of I'm kind of worried. That like that is not that the whatever these teams they're bringing in and and then the the other four teams they brought in. This is not the schedule that lends itself to like, hey, I see eight or nine wins there. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Th- this, you know, right now when I look at the schedule, especially based on what I saw last season, I'm thinking six wins would be a tremendous season. Now, hopefully we'll see this team more in the spring. We'll, we'll kind of see the, the roster finalize. Hopefully the momentum continues. And then Aaron by the fall, as the fall approaches in August, maybe we'll be singing a different tune. But when I look at that schedule, I'm finding, I'm, I'm, I think I'd be feeling pretty good about six and six. All right, Aaron, continue. Women's college basketball tonight, one Big 12 matchup, and it is a big one as Baylor hosts Texas starting at 7.30 at Foster Pavilion. That's an ESPN game. Seven o'clock for the pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas between Baylor and Texas. Seven o'clock. And then, I mean, it'll get going at the pavilion. Well, February is the is the time to be that the game on the 6th, I believe, coming up on a Tuesday. That's that uh, Texas Tech rolls in. We'll try to have Grant McCaslin in on, on the show probably the Monday before. Uh, we'll see if we can't set that up, and then uh, we'll look at this Texas Tech team. But then the women say goodbye to Texas tonight. Huge matchup. That's a top 15 matchup, 12 versus 13. Um, and then, then we get then of course the 18th is that 
Sunday, Aaron, is that what we said? It was a Sunday afternoon game. That's the retirement. Um, uh, that 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 day is going to be huge. That is the uh, retirement of Brittany Griner. I believe that was on the 18th. Um, so I'm just trying to get all my days straight. But, boy, what a time it will be. And, again, we'll be on the ground somewhere at over by the pavilion to do our shows on the 6th leading up to uh, the uh, – and, man, now I kind of want to be over there for uh, – for that, that I mean, I don't know, Aaron, because that's a su- Sunday game. But I really want to do something for the build-up to the Brittany Griner uh, jersey retirement game. These are big, big uh, things coming up in the life of Baylor athletics. Aaron, what else do we have, sir? Iowa superstar Caitlin Clark added to her growing collection of milestones last night. She became NCAA, NCAA women's second all-time leading scorer in the Hawkeyes' 110-74 win over Northwestern. She entered the game in fourth, four points behind Missouri State's Jackie Stiles and 13 points behind Ohio State's Kelsey Mitchell. She passed both of them last night and now is 103 points behind the all-time scoring leader in NCAA history, Washington's Kelsey Plum. So about four games is what I'm thinking. She's putting up about 30 a game. Shoot. Yeah, I was going to say maybe. Maybe three. I was going to say like two <laughs> games. <laughs> She'd be like Luca. Um, oh, by the way, Aaron, how about that forfeit? That was nice of the Mavericks to go out and play like uh, one of the best teams in the Western Conference and not even take anybody on their roster. I think Kyrie did sit on the bench, <laughs> you know, in street clothes. They didn't take uh, Lively. They didn't take Luca. Uh, Luca to the game. I mean, just show up out there. And by the, the guys battled. I love a Hardy and all those guys and Grant. They all did their best. Seth Curry. But give me a break. I mean, I, I love the NBA, but that's a joke. That's a joke when you show up and you don't even field a team, when you basically forfeit. Uh, I, that, that, that bugs me. Aaron, I had one more to share real quick, and it was just that new uh, – in fact, I was looking for the uh, – announcement i saw some pictures earlier today that dactronics uh new video board out for baylor baseball i mean i'm i wonder if max i'm gonna call max calderon and see if he'll go turn that thing on for me real quick i i desperately want to see that see what it looks like i'm sure mac would would get right on that but that's going to be fun replays um already they're doing some great things but bob simpson and others have given huge money to the program, and they're doing some improvements. But uh, that's going to be kind of cool over there uh, with that new video board. And I think I saw some news on that earlier today. So that had uh, that had been on my mind. Okay, let's um, let's uh, prepare to get going in the five o'clock hour, and we will delve into. The Cowboys have lost a defensive coordinator, and he's ended up at a hated rival. 
That's what we'll begin the 5 o'clock hour with next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254 26 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. The Brazos Landing is where Central Texans go to enjoy upscale dining and delicious entrees, outstanding chef-inspired homemade desserts, and breathtaking views of the Brazos River. Their steak selections include Akaushi ribeyes and fillets, Central Texas' largest chicken fried steak, and braised beef short ribs. Fish offerings include Chilean sea bass, pan-seared salmon, ahi tuna, Texas snapper, and shrimp and grits. The Crescent City Chicken is a fan favorite, as is the Margarita Chicken. Selections from the Bayou include Etouffee, Jambalaya, and Mardi Gras Pasta. The Brazos Landing features the best outdoor climate-controlled dining deck in Central Texas. They're located near Baylor University in downtown Waco. And remember to park and walk to the new Foster Pavilion. For more information, visit thebrazoslanding.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers, ESPN, Central Texas. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? 
Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product, so give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is, I uh, thought I would wait, Aaron, and, and maybe just do the first bar of this song. Here's a little story. Okay. Uh, it's gone. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. That, that was maybe when I was still in high school. I mean, that is going back. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. That I, I, and I, whatever that little part where it's like, he got it, you got it, whatever that little part, like, I mean, I remember driving home from Tia's, used to be a little Tex-Mex place that they'd make these fresh flour tortillas, and it was called Tia's in Mesquite, and boy, a big outing for Kaufman, Texas would be to go to Mesquite, and then for some reason, I can remember that song playing as we'd be making our way back to Kaufman. And by the way, Aaron, that used to be boy big date place. Once you could drive, you could take a date to Mesquite from Kaufman where I grew up and that had the most um theater, movie, whatever you call them, cinemas um mo- the most per capita in America, right there in Mesquite, Texas. And now all they have is like a Mesquite 30, but they used to have I mean, every block. It was like Mesquite decided, you know what? We're going to have more movie theaters than any, than any, you know, city our size in the country, and and you and that was the deal. That was what you did. You went up there, and then one time I took a date, Aaron, to see. It was the worst date movie ever. Um, I, I think I was still in high school. Born on the Fourth of July, with uh, Tom Cruise, and it was like the first time Tom Cruise had not you know, been like the heartthrob Tom Cruise. He tried to play like a dramatic type deal. It was, I mean, there's just, there's not, there is not a worse movie. My buddy took a, took a, a date to LA story with Steve Martin, I think was in that. And he said that was, he, he said that rivaled mine is like the worst movie you could have ever taken a date to. All right. It is uh, you never know what kind of talk will break out on here. Aaron, what's the worst movie date you ever went on did you can you remember is there ever one that you just thought about walking out of oh i was about halfway through that you're just like this was a horrible decision to see this with a date um that would be titanic i didn't get any (laughs) sleep the night before for reasons i won't get into but i was just suffering through three hours of mind numbing (laughs) oh it was it was the worst I have. I've yeah. only walked out of two movies in my life, Mission to Mars and uh, the remake of Rollerblade, and they were just they were unwatchable. 
They were so bad. As a kid, you know, you went to any movie. It didn't matter. Right. You, you, if you grew up in a small town, especially. Uh, and Aaron, you growing up in Waco, you had the, the different theaters, and they used to have the one out off uh, Lake Air. And then, uh, you know, you had a few choices. You had more choices than I had. I had the Plaza Theater in Kaufman, Texas. So you just had to go to whatever they were showing on that particular weekend. And I remember going to see Roy Schneider, who was in Jaws, but he was in Stanley Kubrick, I think, did it. 2001 the space odyssey i think is that a movie does that sound right to anybody uh aaron i i i just remember sitting out there and that was not a date i would have been too young to have a date i don't even know if i had a date when i was in high school but anyway i i just remember thinking like does anybody else in this theater know what's going on like am i like what am i watching i just i just remember it just not really not really connecting to that particular film. And I think I wandered out in the lobby to find some popcorn. I think if they had a little leftover popcorn there in Kaufman from, you know, like Tuesday or Wednesday, you just keep that around and you're still serving that, like, you know, on a Friday or Saturday night. But, boy, if, if Roy Nelson, the owner of that, would uh, – Mr. Nelson would – he would go around with a flashlight, Aaron – and if you if you're in there, of course, this was not me. This does not apply to me. Uh, I could not be so lucky. But like, if you were an older kid and you're back there trying to kiss your girlfriend or whatever, the the the, the flashlight would come out. He didn't want any of that activity. Mister Nelson would kind of break break that up. <laughs> this was a small town movie. And then over in Terrell, Texas, they had the Iris. Terrell, the home of Jamie Foxx. Home with Jamie Foxx, yeah. So Jamie's older than us, Aaron, but he his name was oh man, we could look it up. But anyway, he he was not Jamie Foxx back then, right. but he did play quarterback for Terrell, like eighty eight or eighty nine, and then he would go on to play the famous quarterback in that movie, Any Given Sunday. But he played uh, at Terrell, and he was known as like. I want to say his name was like Eric Gorman or Eric Bishop or or maybe I'm getting it mixed up with what was his name in that movie? What was the quarterback's name in any given Sunday? Um, should that be for a Schmaltz's sandwich, Aaron? Two five four. Oh, I know. Six, oh, you do. <laughs> I, I do. Two five four six six. Huh? Yeah. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty is the um is our uh text line and you can guess uh what was the name of the quarterback played by Jamie Foxx on any given Sunday the coach was Al Pacino what was the quarterback's name if the first person to get this correct will win two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's absolutely the best sandwich shop in all of Central Texas owned by Nelson Rue my good buddy and he's been partnered with me for I don't know three, four, five years, and partially because I just I went to Baylor and I ate at Schmaltz's all the time, so it seemed like a very natural fit. But, uh, Aaron, do we already have a winner? 254. We do. I'm just getting a name. Okay. We have a winner. Way to go. Not a, I don't think it was especially hard, but you had to, you had to be thinking about it, and you had to, um, and uh, what was, uh, I kind of want to know now, Aaron, Jamie Foxx's, uh, real name. Let's see here. Real name. I want to say his name was Eric. Some something. 
Oh, Eric Bishop. I had it. I had it. I was right. Eric Marlon Bishop was his real name, and then he became Jamie Foxx, and he was the pride of Kaufman County. He has kind of a complicated relationship with his hometown, Terrell, but we love we love Jamie there. In, we almost, Aaron, remember that? We almost lost Jamie here recently in the last year or so. Had some kind of medical episode, and we didn't exactly know what happened, but um, turned out it was real scary. But he's okay. He's out there doing his thing again. So that is uh, that is good news. All right, we do have a winner. We'll we'll track down the name so we can get you your two free. Jimmy S. Thank you, Jimmy. Thanks for playing. You have won two free sandwiches. I would see if they have their uh, jalapeno bread, their jalapeno cheese bread. Uh, if they do, get it on that and then get the schmaltz, the schmaltz. That is a great sandwich. I do it without the olives. Most, a lot of people like olives, but it's a, it's a beautiful sandwich. And uh, it just, they put so much meat on it, and it just, I do it twice baked. I, I, I ask my bread to be, I ask for my bread to be kind of overdone or whatever, because it, it gives it a crunch that I love. Okay, schmaltzes, sandwich shop, one of the great places in all of Central Texas. Aaron, we'll do more as we get into the 520 segment. I also want to kind of start getting you ready for Baylor women's basketball tonight. Huge game against the University of Texas. Aaron, let's hope that uh, I think Nikki gets a kick out of my love and, uh, you know, just fandom for Yaya Felder. She played 22 minutes against Oklahoma State. On the road, and the Bears won. Now, the good news was I was worried that Jada Walker, when she turned her ankle, may have been hurt, and she never came back in that game. But as Nikki explained, Jada simply, you know, yes, it was an injury, but also it was everybody else was playing so great. Jana Van Geitenbeek's been playing really well, uh, and uh, and I love when Danae Fritz gets in there. So I, I like... When Nikki gets that free-flowing, like I, I saw it the other night with, um, with Jamie Dixon and his TCU Frogs. They played 10 dudes. I think coaches always talk about, yeah, we got 10 guys that can play. They, once they get into conference, they're not comfortable playing that much. You think Bill Self wants to play 10 players? No, no. But, but Jamie will actually do that. Aaron, I, I saw um, – I was watching TCU play somebody the other night. Who would they have been playing? I guess they hosted Texas Tech, perhaps. And I, I, I had to laugh because I thought, well, at least they don't just do it against Baylor. Uh, Tennyson, can't think of his first name, Aaron. I call him Lord Tennyson. T-E-N-N-Y-S-O-N. Tennyson is a nice guard for the Frogs. And I'm watching Aaron, and what does he do at a big moment in that game? He tosses it in from three off the board, banks it in. And, again, I'm glad it doesn't just happen to Baylor when they start banking stuff in. Um, TCU did that. What, uh, other than the Baylor game, Aaron, what did we have last night? We had the Baylor-UCF. Do we have one more Big 12 game? I'm trying to think. It seemed like we had one more um, game. But uh, the Bears go on the road 
uh, to Orlando and get it done. And don't I, Scott and I talked uh, last night just via text, and I mean, you know, huge. He he knows it. I mean, that was just a great win. They needed it. They'd had some tough. They'd had some close games, and he was able to dip into his bench a little bit. I saw everyday John out there for a little bit. Loner gets into the game. Everybody was helping out in that game. And um, one thing I, I I would like to see, Aaron, is like the big men will become better and better passers. But there's some weird stuff happening where they try to where they try to like rip a pass out front and and they're just trying to be unselfish. But when you're seven foot and you've got the athleticism of Eve Meesey, the guy on the on the broadcast last night said it himself. You got the guy pinned down low, you turn around because Meesey has the ability to play with his back to the basket. Like I didn't I thought he was just simply gonna be a rim runner and maybe block shots, protect the rim, do all that. He he and Ojanwana both. He and Ojanwana can both put the ball on the deck and go to the deal. And like you can hit Meesey. For people that I just I'm trying to let you know, Aaron, not you, but everybody, just how uncommon this is to thread the needle on a pass in the lane and have this dude collect the ball and then dunk it in traffic. I mean, even Baylor's really good big men in the past. I mean, Motley ended up being a more skilled scorer. Same thing with Corey Jefferson. But guess what? They had like a red shirt year. They had a red shirt year. I mean, they, they, Corey sat there and learned. Motley sat out for a year and learned. And then in time, they got better and better. And then by the time they were done, they were dominant-type players. Misi has arrived at, like, whatever, 18 years old. And maybe he's turned 19. I don't know. I don't know. If he has, it's just in the last in the last couple of months. And he he has an uncommon ability to score, to block, and, and Aaron, I, I think, I, sorry if I have brought this up already, but today I, I thought I, ESPN shows those things during the game where they say, like, you know, ESPN r- r- gives him a grade in certain areas. It's like hands, you know, finishing ability or whatever. Like, I get it. If you want to ding him for not yet, you know, really – having any kind of outside shot that's fine i mean that's not really what he's working on right now but they gave him like a b minus on shot blocking and i thought are they not watching these games like <laughs> i mean he's he's an unbelievable shot blocker he's got great timing he can track people down now you know i i do hope in time he'll he'll get he's so eager to block shots that he will go for a head fake he and Ojan went to both, but I mean, shot blocking to give him a B minus. I, I mean, if he becomes an A, then he may be the best shot blocker in the NBA because I think he's already really good at at doing it. So uh, that was fun to watch last night. Okay, we are going to get you ready. We've got uh, major 
women's basketball. This is on Big ESPN. This is the Pavilion. And this is going to be a lot of fun as uh, Baylor hosts the University of Texas for the final time as a conference opponent. It happens tonight. It happens at 730. We'll get you ready for that. And we do need to talk about Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn has left the Dallas Cowboys. Where did he go? We discuss next. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in Foster Pavilion Thursday hosting the University of Texas. 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 7.30 tip-off Thursday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, at the all-new Volkswagen of Waco, we are the used car superstore. And right now we have probably the best selection between Dallas and Austin. Hey, look, it's not just Volkswagens. We've got them all. Fords and Chevys and Dodges, Toyotas, Hondas, Nissans, lots more. Bigger selection, better prices, and easy credit. You just pick it out, we'll find a way to work it out. Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenWaco.com. Hey, it's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. At Kalea Wealth Management, we believe in growth. Whether you're expanding your business or planning for the future, we're here to build a relationship with you and provide a clear path toward your financial goals because growing together is success. Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Hellberg is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give 
me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Run a winning play over knee, hip, and shoulder pain. Corio Health's all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, use the latest minimally invasive technology, including orthopedic surgical robot, to perform total knee replacements. Whether your pain is from an old sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Corio Health Orthopedics can help make the play. Call today, 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. The next time you need service on your garage door, do yourself a favor and call Precision Garage Door Service. Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service services all brands. They offer same-day service with professionally trained technicians arriving with fully stocked trucks. All calls are answered by a live operator 24-7. All major cards are accepted and financing is available. Serving all of Central Texas, Precision Garage Door Service. You can book your appointment online or call 254-522-9657. Learn more at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. So much going on. Huge women's basketball tonight at the Pavilion. Need a big crowd for that. And uh, this is this is. Uh, the uh, and boy, I, I kind of like it. Every once in a while, these uh, later games, seven thirty, the uh, the work crowd from the Metroplex or Austin, wherever you're listening to us, you late to make it down there for this uh, this ball game. Dan Quinn has left the building. Um, the uh, Adam Schefter and uh, and I think, uh, well, our man uh, Ian. May have beat him by a minute or so, Ian Rappaport. But uh, they both had the news. Earlier today, the commanders are hiring Cowboys defense coordinator Dan Quinn as their head coach. Uh, And Quinn and commanders general manager Adam Peters, who was just added there recently, the two men now charged with leading Washington into the future. That backward cap, that backwards cap look that um, that Dan likes. Now they've got him a picture of him wearing that with the with the Washington insignia, the Washington logo, and he will now lead the Commanders. I mean, I it makes even more interesting. We we had um, the story that Kellen. Moore has ended up, former Cowboys play caller, offensive coordinator, is now with the Eagles, calling plays for them, and Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Commanders. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. that uh, and, and Dan Quinn, while it's still fresh in our minds, just that onslaught by Green Bay did turn the defense around and had the Cowboys as a top-five defense for these past three seasons. I mean, they really put up huge numbers, sacks, takeaways. Well, their interception numbers were huge. Had two different cornerbacks over the past three years uh, end up with the most interceptions, lead the league in interceptions. So he did a lot of good things. Um, How good 
does this make the Commanders? Well, the Commanders are interesting because they got a new owner. I don't think I don't think Dan Quinn would have wanted to take this job under Dan Snyder. Washington had also looked at Mike McDonald and uh, Detroit Lions defense coordinator Aaron Glenn, and then a, a Ravens associate head coach Anthony Weaver, and then the Texans O coordinator Bobby Slovic. Um, they also talked to Eric Bieniemy early in the process, uh, who is there as the offense coordinator in Washington. I I think Quinn represents, uh, you know, he's a, he is a retread. They just went with a retread in Ron Rivera. This was probably one of the safest hires you could make, though. He's run a team. He's led a team to the Super Bowl. Um, I, you know, Aaron would... Would Cowboys fans find? I, I yeah, I've been thinking about this today. Would if they had found out Dan Quinn was their head coach, would they have been more excited than Mike McCarthy? Well, probably a little bit, just because of any kind of change. I think people are ready for it not to be McCarthy, but people were just as mad at Quinn at the end of the season after that Green Bay game as they were at McCarthy. So he moves on. And um, we'll see what um, what the Cowboys do. Uh, there was movement today and a lot of, I mean, Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News said the, basically said the leader in the clubhouse was Joe Witt Jr. Now, Aaron, let me tell you how much more comfortable Mike McCarthy would be as head coach with his defensive coordinator being Joe Witt Jr., Joe Witt Jr. has openly said that this is his dream job to be the D coordinator for the Cowboys. He's, he's told everybody that knows him that, and he is a longtime McCarthy loyalist. Um, he is the in-house candidate. Um, he'll also be up for the job in Washington as well, one source indicated to uh, our man John Keim, who writes for ESPN.com. Now, Micah Parsons loves this guy, swears by him, has always said so. I think he'll be really down about this. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see which of these uh, defensive coaches could end up going with him al harris the secondary coach he could be a candidate for the cowboys dc job he could go with quinn defensive line coach is aiden uh dirt dirt a dirt i don't know i think it is d-u-r-d-e i should know this by now but he's been here for a good while i like talking to him he's british and you don't really find a lot of guys from across the pond that are D-line coaches. I think let's go with Durd. Um, spent six years under Quinn in Atlanta in Dallas. Quinn will probably try to take him there. You know, Aaron, I forget it ended so badly that I forget that Quinn was was there for a pretty good while with the Falcons. He was the head coach from 2015 to 2020. Um, 
won a they Atlanta had won a combined ten games in the two seasons before his arrival. Anybody want to guess who was the Falcons coach before Dan Quinn? <clears throat> Aaron, you know, I don't, I can't think of it. Who preceded Dan Quinn with the Falcons? Well, when he got there, he he went twenty nine in nineteen as in his first three seasons as coach, and of course we remember him taking that team to the Super Bowl. Uh, Atlanta former Atlanta guard Chris Chester told ESPN.com, um, who played for him Atlanta, he's by far one of my favorite head coaches. His energy was consistent. That was a change in my career. Up until that point, it was more traditional coaching, and when it was bad, the building felt heavy. Under Quinn, we really took bad games and flushed them and moved on. It's not like the building was in a gray cloud or a fog. But in uh, his final two-plus seasons, he was 14-23 and 23 for the Falcons. He finished 3-2 and two in the postseason in Atlanta. Aaron, compared to Mike McCarthy's 1-3 with the Cowboys, not bad. Compared to Marvin Lewis's 0-7, not bad. Not a bad thing at all. Um, I, I, I keep, I keep thinking to myself, how much more of a threat is Washington to the Cowboys and to anybody else now that Dan Quinn's there instead of Ron Rivera? Aaron, my initial thought is not that much, not that much, but it's probably unfair with all these draft picks. And as great a job as he's done on the defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys, I think you could see the, the Washington move in the right direction. Will, he, will they get there quickly? I don't think so without a quarterback. And most times, you know, occasionally we see like a guy like Stroud with the Texans come on and, and really get people excited. But I don't think they're going to draft the guy number two overall, and this he'll immediately be great. It doesn't. It happens occasionally. Didn't happen for Carolina this year, did it? Uh, didn't happen at all. So I don't know how it'll go. Aaron, do you? How differently do you view the Commanders now that they have Dan Quinn as their head coach? To me, it gives it gives the organization more credibility. But I, and, I, and I think it gives it probably a positive trajectory, but it's really hard to say, oh, man, I fear the commanders because we just don't know exactly what he'll do. But I, I do think he, he is a definite upgrade over Rivera, but I wouldn't call it a huge upgrade. Agree or disagree, Aaron? I would agree, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I would rather it not be Rivera. I'll put it that way. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to be bringing any fresh defensive ideas to the table. Fair or unfair. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, I'm talking more about, like, the upgrade of 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 the commanders in, in like, would the Eagles and Cowboys fear that team 
a lot more oh. or just a little more now that he's that he's there, now that Dan Quinn is there. Now, to your point, um, there are reports, and there have been reports, that Rivera would interview uh, if this happened to be the Cowboys' defensive coordinator. I would say in-house, um, people are probably in Jerry's ear and pulling for this Joe Witt Jr. Um, I think probably the players are pulling for him. Rivera gives you bigger name, more credentials, um, but he also brings in, he's another ex-head coach, and, you know, if, if this thing somehow got off to a really bad start, he provides a possible interim head coach. He would be the perfect candidate to take over if things went sideways with with Mike this year. The truth is, things don't usually go sideways with Mike. Mike is a solid uh, regular season coach. So there's really no reason to think that the Cowboys won't win 11, 12, 13 games. And then our expectation over the years has been that they will fail. Uh, they will fail in the uh, playoffs because that is who they are. And uh, it's unfortunate. Is there any kind of hire that the Cowboys could make it defensive coordinator that would make people think, oh, man, maybe they won't. Maybe they won't fall on their faces. I, I don't really see it. Rivera doesn't excite anyone. I mean, he is, a, I think, a, a big-time motivational-type guy. He's a cancer survivor. Uh, I, I, I think he's a really good he, – he's a good person. I mean, I, I, I think there's, there's a lot of intangibles with him. But, I mean, it's not like he's been calling plays there, wasn't really calling plays when he was the head coach of the Panthers. He's just a guy – that's kind of viewed as a, yeah, like a mediocre. He, I mean, Aaron Dewey is who's had the better, who's had the better coaching career. I guess it had to be McCarthy. I was just about to say who's who's been the better head coach between McCarthy and Rivera. I do think you'd have to go with McCarthy. He did it longer. He won more games. And he had more success in Green Bay, although, and he did break through and win the Super Bowl. Rivera did get a team to the Super Bowl. So um, I would be interested to see. I think if you keep Joe Witt Jr., you basically try to do status quo. Now, status quo is great when it comes to Micah Parsons and, and some of the defensive backs, Bland and Diggs and all that. But I, I think. I think Quinn had the special sauce. I don't really think there's anybody you bring in that you're necessarily like, okay, they're going to do exactly as well as they did with Quinn. The one guy that would intrigue me more than any of those people is a guy already on the staff, and that's Al Harris. Loved him as a player. I, lo I, I just I, There's just something about the way he carried himself. And then I've kind of enjoyed – watching him interact with the players. I like hearing from him, and I think he's had a huge impact on that secondary. And and I just he's, – he's really fit in. And, again, Mike l likes to have people he's comfortable with, 
people that either played for him or have coached with him, and Al Harris has done both. So, to me, if you're going to go in-house, he's more intriguing to me than Joe Witt Jr. I mean, I, I, I don't hear Joe Witt Jr. and, and feel that excited. Um, uh, he is 45 years old, and I'll tell you when he kind of really came onto the scene in the NFL, it was under McCarthy as quality control coach, and then he became the cornerbacks coach for Green Bay. And he was that for eight seasons. And then he became the the defensive passing game coordinator for Green Bay. And then he went from there and was the secondary coach and the passing game coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. And then he was with the Falcons. So, he man, he was... He was just later in 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 recent years. He's been boom Browns, Falcons, and then the Cowboys. He's been a secondary coach and the pass game coordinator. I, I, I would I guess this is the best thing for continuity. But if you think you're just gonna get everything that you got with Dan Quinn, eh, don't think that's the case. I think you would almost have to try something a little different to or try something totally different than Dan Quinn to to really change this up. All right, it is uh, time for the dismount. We'll say goodnight and get you ready for a big-time women's college basketball game. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey folks, Jared Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. we treat you like family. Find new roads. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. 
Element Waco Hotel. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership membership or private events team at 254-710-8080. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is time to say goodnight. Thanks for everybody. Thanks to uh, Ward White's and Aaron Sexton who uh, always do such a great job, but were especially helpful to me today, arranging a few things. And um, I, uh, I like going back over our interviews, Aaron. We, we heard from Keenan Hall, the new uh, associate head coach, running backs coach. He's having great success on the recruiting trail. Already like 6,700 views on that one that we had on earlier today. Jared Anderson, Aaron. The tight ends coach for the Bears, 7,300 views uh, as of right now. So, I mean, these uh, these things, uh, people are excited. And I, the last time I looked at our buddy uh, uh, Kapilovic, Chris Kapilovic, the offensive line coach, Aaron, it was somewhere up in the range of like fourteen to 15,000 views. So people are hungry for news. They're hungry to kind of get to know this offensive staff. And then uh, I saw this uh, Baylor Baseball, by the way, put out this new scoreboard, and that thing got a bunch of views today. That's kind of cool. The state-of-the-art Dactronics video board. We'll be excited about that one. All right, Aaron, thank you for everything today. Let's uh, get ready. 7 o'clock on the pregame for Baylor women's basketball. Stay tuned for all of that coming up next. 
This is the Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, 